All right. Coming so, from Cali, Colombia. Ladies, gentlemen, and others. Can you please get off the phone? You always fucking do I'm, this, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm tagging the story, bro. What the fuck? Dude, we're rolling. Okay, so I'm, fuck. I was going to tag you, though. Last podcast, oh. we had one of our assistants to grab his phone. Yeah. Because he had, su- he has, he has mad, such right? bad I've got ADHD. Bitches on the way in a fucking Uber. Dude, you're not allowed to like, use your phone during the podcast. Okay, I'm turning it off. I'm turning it off. Okay. All right. You got to do the intro, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wingman Podcast. We have a very special guest today, but before we jump in, let me introduce myself. I'm Justin Mark. If you haven't seen our podcast yet, it's the Wingman Podcast. We teach dating and lifestyle. We don't really teach. We just talk about dating and lifestyle. We got Matt Levine, my amazing, beautiful blonde co-host here. How's it going, Matt? What's up? And we have a very, very special guest. We have Luis McCardo, very good friend of mine. It's like an older brother to me from the show To Catch a Cheater and the new YouTube channel, Life Lessons with Luis. Luis, your second YouTube channel just hit a million subscribers, right? Yep, yep. Plaque just Pretty uh, plaque arrived yesterday. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Damn, dude. How many total followers do you have? Uh, 4.2 million on YouTube. Well, 4.3 million. I forgot I had my other one, the real Luis Mercado one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, three YouTube channels. Yeah. Crazy, man. So yeah, you got like three YouTube plaques. Four, you've got like five YouTube plaques now. A lot of plaques, man. A lot that's of crazy. Plaques. Damn, dude. How do you think that's affected your dating life? Um, Not like, it just added more volume, I would say. More volume. More volume, and then it's made some things easier. But like, I try not to give too much credit to that because I do think I'm the shit regardless. <laughs> so, you know. So a lot of guys don't know this. Because you have a very successful social media career, but you've been doing game, studying like seduction skills and pickup artist shit and sales and all that stuff for a long time, right? Yeah, I mean, not, I wouldn't say a long time. I saw VH1's The Pickup Artist back when that came out. I was in college. And I was like, nah, this is bullshit. But then I watched it and I'm like, I just took little things they would say on the show and I use it in real life. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? It makes sense why this, I just understood the psychology and the philosophy behind it. But then I got into sales so I kind of would see and witness everything every single day. And then when I got into body language, I think that just completely changed. For me, that's been the biggest thing for dating. Because once I learned body, it's like, I understand, it's like I'm hearing what they're saying without them saying it now. So I know whether to push or pull back or what to do to progress or how to create escalation. I just understand it at a, at a very deep level now. Cool. Yeah. How do you think um, that's, I mean, so most people don't know what your dating life has been like, but you've had a lot of successful women. Is that correct? So they say. So they say. I mean, are, are we allowed to share that? Are we allowed to talk about that? I don't know who, who could be watching, right? Um, I mean, they know, man. It's been good. It's been fucking really good. Uh, like, if, if, I'll be, if I give you guys my honest opinion, I went to uh, all over the world with fucking Louise. I went to Barcelona, pick up girls with them. I went to Ethiopia to pick up girls with you a couple of years ago, three, almost three years ago. Uh, we went to South Africa, you know, LA, Toronto, and we're here in fucking Colombia, in Cali, Colombia. Brought a whole podcast studio out just to shoot this with you. And uh, the crazy thing, Luis, is, you know, most people don't realize how much success you can get with dating if you learn game and if you learn uh, another aspect to that. So, for example, uh, I learned how to pick up girls. And then I also learned how to master club promoting. So I brought those two things together. It made me a beast at club promoting. It also made me even more of a beast with girls. Right. So I think with you, it's like you kind of learn game naturally. Like you, you fucking, you lost Virginia like 20 years ago. And you were like, you, you told me stories of you back in the day, back in uh, Palm Springs. Right. Yeah. And you, you guys were like going to the mall, picking up girls. Like you were kind of a natural. And then you started learning it later. Yeah. It wasn't even a natural, but we were, I was 14 years old and we'd go to the mall and we would just be at a distance and just like wave hi to girls and see if they'd wave back. And then we'd like try to talk to them like that. Cool. Yeah. And so, 
you know, 20 years later, you're a successful YouTuber. You're, am I allowed to say that? Like, like, like how, how, like you're rich as fuck shit. Like, can I say that? Like you're, you're successful. You're a fucking millionaire. You're, you're killing the real estate game. You're killing fucking everything. Right. And on top of that, you got game. How do, so do you, do you find it like very, very easy now? Or is it like kind of the same as before? Uh, I find it boring. I find it more boring. Yeah. We were, we were talking about this. Like I, I was there, asking you, I'm kind of on uh, the same page. Like, uh, me and Luis were, went to the gym this morning and we're going on a walk and it's like, bro, like I, I arrived at the club last night, uh, super late after getting tattoos and I wanted to leave. It was so boring. Like talking to girls, unless we obviously find a smoke show, you know? No, I had fun though. I yeah. find just like running around. Yeah, practice and, and I do too. I have fun just going, even just when you're approaching and creating conversation and like that, you're creating that dynamic of fun space for everyone. You're mm. really good at this, Justin. Like you're still next level on this stuff. And, um, like even that girl that uh, I was sitting next to yesterday, I forget her name, but we were talking to her and it was like, Oh, where'd she at? I'm like, I could care less. Like, I just, I don't know. It doesn't entertain me as much these days. So back in the day, you were just slaying to pussy bag and tagging them, but you don't care as much, right? You don't care as much now. Now what, so my, my question for you is, um, like, how do you think getting like a large social media following affected your, your dating life, your sex life? It's just, it's like marketing, man. It's like, um, it's like if there's a, if there's a niche, if, if out of every hundred girls, 5% of them find you naturally attractive. Well now, you know, to catch a cheater alone did a billion views. So that 5% that fi would find me attractive if they met me in real life is now seeing me on a platform. Um, and then they find me because they're watching you. They feel like they know you, you're funny, you're cocky. You know, they can see what your personality's like. They see other girls around you. So all those like little subcommunication things that say he's a high value guy or these are the kind of guys you want. He's a bad boy. He's a badass or whatever. Then they find you via Instagram. And then it's like, it's like fishing with dynamite. It's not even oh, fair. 100%. <laughs> Justin, we have this, you know, in, in uh, you know, walking around in Toronto, we'd have like random girls like come up to us saying they've seen our podcast and we have, we've never met them before. We just started though. That's the crazy thing. I went to the club. Not too long and ago. we just started. And it, like, we just started a few months ago and a girl comes up and she's like, can I take a selfie with you? One of my best friends is a huge fan of your podcast. And I'm just like, what the fuck? That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's so crazy. And now don't get me wrong. I've had girls come up to me because they, they saw Cody Co. roast me or they, some of them have seen my YouTube videos or back in the day, like Leafy's here made a video roasting me. So like they've seen, I, I've had this happen before and I've even gotten girls from it, but not that much. But it, it's like when you build your own audience and with that scale, cause you're really good at viral videos. Like you're really good at viral videos, viral content, business, making money, right? So it, it's like, I feel like to any girl that's like, holy fuck, those are all naturally attractive traits in a man. Cause it's like charismatic and cool, whatever, right? Yeah. And so on top of that, you know, game, on top of that, you have the scalability. It's just like infinite abundance, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. yeah. It's a perfect Crazy. setup. Yeah. I, I your agree. dating life. It's creating like a funnel. It's creating a funnel of just. Dude, what were we talking about right before we started shooting? We were talking about something like really fucking funny. We were laughing our asses off. Um, it was something similar to this, wasn't it? Uh, I think I was asking about how you balance work and sex. Because like, here's the thing, man. I have months where I'll just make like, like, I will make an annual salary. Like the average annual American salary in a month. Okay. But I don't get like, like, I'll fuck like two girls or I'll just like fuck my main girls or the girls on my rotation or whatever. Or like one of the girls in like my little harem that I've built. Cause I've, I've been building like a sex cult harem kind of thing. Right. It's very, I'm like, so it's like bi girls only. The reason we're like bi girls only is cause I only want to have bi girls around me who are down for like orgies with girls. Right. And so last weekend I fucked six girls 
in 24 hours. Well, five girls and one girl sucked my dick, right? And it's because they're all bi, they're all like open, right? So, but the thing is, in the past like three weeks, I haven't made any money. I haven't made any fucking money at all whatsoever. And I'm just like, how do you do it? Like, cause I know, dude, you sent me videos of you with like five girls naked in your room. I, I remember, I remember those fucking videos, right? And there, there was a certain, man, it was so funny. There's a time where me and Luis would always just send each other videos back and forth. I was just fucking bitches. Like I'm in like fucking Toronto. I'm like, banging these girls. I'm like, yo, Luis, say hi. This girl's a fan of your show. I'm just like fucking this girl. And they'll, they'll like send me videos back of him. I'll have like a threesome. And it, it was always so funny. And so uh, like, how do you balance? Like, cause you work, you're a workaholic. You grind, you make money. You're like, how do you balance it? Uh, I don't really think there is a balance. I think you just pick what, what matters to you most and you go do that. And then if I have free time, I'll go do something else. But for the most part, it's like, I, I have a very obsessive mentality when it comes to something. So like when I decide I'm gonna get back in shape because I'm not in shape now. And like, even though I may look like it, I know what I was like when I was in shape and I just know what it takes. And that's working out two, three times a day, but I love it, you know? Or if it's, if I'm like, I'm thinking about this. I'm, tr I'm right now I'm on the path of just creating finances for myself, like for my yeah. family, for my future kids. Um, but once I get to like a certain number, which it never really ends, but I do have a number in mind. Um, and once you, once I hit that mark, I, I'm so down to just go back into the fitness world that I was in, where I was just in shape, working out, constantly socializing, going out, like making that another part of my life now. But you know, right now I just work, dude. I, I, I have kind work. of the same mindset as well. Cause it's like, I, so what I do personally, this is what I do. I'll do six weeks of like immersion with like picking up girls, dicking around, travel parties, like having fun. Then I'll do two to three weeks at a time of like sales, marketing, and business stuff. So each year I'm probably only working like three, four months maximum. Mm -hmm. And so like the thing is though, if I just like stopped having fun, stop my lifestyle, stop fucking girls, stop having a blast, stop this ridiculous eccentric life. I probably make like triple the money then. Right? Yeah. But at the same time, I like the, are you enjoying your life if you're not? Cause yeah. there's like that. Well, cause you're telling me, dude, I remember when we met in LA, like you're slang pussy. Like you're like, yeah, I'm being all these girls. It's something fun. Like I, I would meet your girls. I'd come hang out with you and your girls. And like, these girls are obsessed with you. Mm -hmm. They're all like down for whatever. All your girls were by all your girls were down for like threesomes and orgies. It was fucking crazy to me. He was the first person I ever saw who was doing like the harem game. Like even before David was doing it, Luis was doing his own version of it, which is like pulling threesomes, pulling foursomes. Like you were doing some crazy shit. And he was doing it in LA where the girls like, it's either the girls are like really ugly crackheads or they're really, really fucking hot. You know what I mean? You get the best of both worlds. Like you get like literal celebrities, right? Like Luis bang all these like Instagram influencer chicks and like models and other YouTube girls or whatever. And like, you know, and I'm there, I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? You know? And so, and so like, it, it was so crazy to see that. But then, so do, do you think like you stopped getting or you stop putting as much attention on dating and getting laid when you start making more money? Um, I think it worked the other way around. I wanted to start making more money, so then I stopped putting attention into that. But <clears throat> yeah, and then I guess I don't really care about it as much because like, it's gonna sound gay, but like, it doesn't really fulfill You're also a little bit life. older than us. Yeah, right? yeah I'm 34. <clears throat> so it doesn't really like change anything. Like, and I, I say this and it's crazy because I was like so opposite before, but if let's just say the, the hottest girl in the club I bring her home and I hook up with her. And the next morning she's gone. When I wake up the next morning, I'm still just me. I want to go work out. I want to go eat. Go fucking take a shit. Like no, no, life doesn't really change. No, you're, you're a heightened version of you. Just fuck that baddie, bro. Dude, yeah. you're, telling me, you're telling me if you fuck 10 girls right now in mm -hmm. a 10 some or 11 some or whatever, that wouldn't be fucking awesome. Sure, it would be. But like, let me, let me continue on with that. 
So let's just say you do do that. If you're broke and you're poor and you're not like fulfilling your life mm-hmm. like you should be, the next morning when you wake up, you're still poor. You're still broke. You still have nothing going for you. So it doesn't really fulfill your life is what I'm saying. Like girls don't really have that effect to fulfill me at my core. And at my core, what really makes me happy is accomplishing goals. So like having targets, having things that I'm trying to chase. You know, I told you guys I'm going to start my podcast. My goal is to hit 100,000 subscribers in 90 days because I've done it with uh, two different channels already. So it's like those are just things that people don't think can be done. And I just have a very aggressive approach about it and an obsessed mentality. And when I get it, that fulfills me at my core. Then if you go out and hook up with that hot girl, that's in addition to what I'm doing in life. This is the cherry on top. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But at my core, it's just like, ah, like I'm just there. I'm just, whether this happens or not, I don't really care. Yeah, so me and Matt were on the yacht the other day on our buddy's yacht, okay? And I was talking about this because this dude, he's he makes a lot of money, yeah. very successful, like drives a Lambo, like really successful guy. And he gets a lot of girls too. And we we're talking about this. And I was just like really curious, like especially like seeing older guys who are successful financially, uh, who also get a lot of girls. I'm always curious to pick their brain to see like the balance. Because like I think me and Matt like get more girls and hotter girls than most guys I've ever met straight up. 100%. But the thing is, uh, we don't make as much money as, you know, some fucking 45-year-old dude who's been running a business for 15 to 20 years who and his company's worth like half a billion dollars, right? And so we might get more girls, but they make more money. I'm always curious, like, the balance. How does the balance work, right? And I was asking him, uh, and he's like, well, really what you're doing is you're just feeling like just incrementally more pleasure. But dude, I'm thinking, I'm like, instead of, because I've never had a fivesome with four girls, but I've had multiple foursomes with three girls, you know, like you remember Halloween at the foursome and I tried to get Matt in it. I tried to get, like, I had three girls in my room and I'm like, Matt, come join. And he, he just like, couldn't cause he like, dude, like I, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not into this. There's too many people. I'm not, I'm, I'm not big into orgies. Yeah, I think I, either I, I retired. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm talking about I'm me with four it. girls and I'm like, Matt, take one of them. I only actually only wanted one of them, but I was like, I have to like fuck three girls to get to the one I want. Cause she wouldn't fuck me alone. It was really weird. Like she was really hot. She's like one of the like Toronto sugar baby girls. I, I, I think I remember she was pretty hot. Yeah. yeah. And like I want, and it turns out, uh, she, so she came to my place cause a girl brought her to my place and it turns out I'd actually matched her on Tinder and I'd, I was already messaging her on Instagram and, but then I stopped messaging her. So I was like, okay, I want to fuck this girl. And so I had to like bang two other girls to get to her. You know what I mean? And so, but so it's fun. Sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. But, but the thing is, um, like after that foursome, I'm like, dude, this is fucking awesome. I want to have a fucking five. But I, I had a foursome before. I, I think I had a couple fours before. But after that, dude, I've been having threesomes, foursomes every week in the last few months because I've been slowly studying David Bond's harem game method and slowly implementing it into like the nightclub promoter stuff I'm doing, you know, in a very like respectful win-win way with the girls that I see. And they all love it. And so I'm like, okay, well, foursome is awesome because I had a foursome last Saturday three girls and one of them was a virgin I took her virginia in a foursome and I'm like Pfft. you know so you're telling me you, you wouldn't love having a fivesome or a sixsome or a sevensome or like you know like you, you you tell me that doesn't make you feel like more of the shit oh because dude I literally wake up the next day and I'm just like I feel like oh the shit I can conquer anything dude after having like five girls there was a, there was a day where I, I, I just talked about one girl because I woke up and there's five girls in my living room doing their makeup we're all going to brunch and so I jumped on a, a prospective client call, closed like an $11,000 deal in like eight minutes or something like that, right? Because I was just thinking like, I'm the shit. This is fucking awesome. So I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm like using girls to validate my self-esteem or something, but like, Or maybe it's just like orgies. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know. It gets me hyped up. It gets me in a good mood. That's the difference between me and Justin. I like, I like cute dates. 
I get bored, man. I, I feel I feel like yeah. every time I, I go on a date. Like it, it feels empty if I just have sex with a girl. Like if I can't sit across the table and enjoy a conversation with a girl, then I'm just like, what am I doing? See, like, I, lo- I love that shit. You know what Dude, I mean? I'm, I'm just like, why, why am I wasting my, I just literally put my dick in a hole and then yeah, you 100%. came and you left. It's like, I just imagine my ancestors looking down on me. I mean, you know, Justin, just, there's, like, there's, a lot, fucking, there's a lot of girls I hang out with on a regular basis that I don't have sex with. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't care, you know? Yeah. Like even in Toronto, you're like, all oh, these girls want to fuck you. It's like, it's going to be empty. I already know. And then why? Like, why am I going to do that? You know, it's just. See, for me, I'm the opposite. I like having the girls in my vicinity. I don't want them to talk to me. I want to hang on my table. But they talk to me like, shh, shh. I'm like, I'm enjoying my moment. Like meditating. Like meditating at my table. Just observing all the pretty women dancing and frolicking around like little puppies. Right? And I want to take them back home. I want to buy them pizza. Have fun. Like hook up. And then like I bust a nut. Like So in the middle of the foursome on Saturday, I literally stopped midway and I started texting more girls to come over. I'm like, like I texted, I texted Amber, I texted Holly. <laughs> I probably do have fucking problems. Dude, like, you were like, up, you were, we, we went to bed early last night. You were up till 6 a.m. Still texting girls. <laughs> Bro. Yeah, that's fucked up. I, I was imitating you on the way back from the gym and I'm, that's yo, what I'm laughing about right now. It's so funny. Me and Louise woke up at like 10 a.m. And I, and then I, I, I knocked on your door. Yo, bro, we're going to the gym. And you're like, bro, I had two, I had two hours of sleep. I've been texting girls all night. <laughs> dude, uh, maybe I'm just fucked up. I don't know. You truly are one of a kind, dude. Yeah. Be sex addiction. No, but so that's why I went up. Like, how do you balance this, dude? Like, and like, because I know Matt does balance this. I balance it okay. Bro, when Matt's like fucking girls, dude, Matt literally has like, five actual girlfriends. Like he had five actual girlfriends and then like 12, 13 girls he was seeing in Toronto. And he like recently cut it down because yeah. he wanted to like get more into work mode. Cause like he wasn't doing anything, dude. We weren't getting podcasts out. He wasn't making dude, money. It, it, I'm like, what are you doing? It was insane. Look, like you saw him. I, I don't know if, if I've, I had talked about this in my last podcast, but I have a very like intricate, like to do list where I like schedule dates with like girls all throughout the week. And I was doing it at the time. And my schedule fully booked, like fucking. I would, you would know. You have no time to like. I I do literally work, have just a hang out girls. Yeah, I would have like a Facetime day where I would like Facetime for like eight hours, and I would Facetime like. That's fucked. Five girls, and then, it's so funny because Justin called me one time, and I was like, it, it was during that day, and you were like, and I was explaining, you know, what was up with like all the girls I'm seeing, and it's like, bro, you're so fucked up. You just talk. You just mentioned like five girls and like one minute <laughs> yeah. he was like just like venting to me about all those girls like this girl's mad at me and this that happened and like my, my ex-girlfriend like just paid my rent and i'm like what the fuck bro what the fuck what the fuck's wrong with you? i'm like but the, the thing is there's no work-life balance it's like but you're like no, not no, making any not. money his bank account's like going to shit no, it's not. you know it's like that's the old me what the fuck bro right so I, i'm very <laughs> curious like how you balance it because i know you're making like great money through social mm. media through businesses that you're running you got the airbnb thing you had running you had you have like multiple streams of income from multiple youtube channels you, you have like so many different ways you make money investments etc like you're very very successful you're what like to me Luis is like the ultimate man in terms of what a guy should strive for <laughs> i don't want to mention names but do you remember there's a guy who wanted to collab with you yeah wait and, the one in africa or where no no, no. There, there's a there's a youtuber big 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 audience and he messaged me because I'm, I'm, I'm acquainted with him. He's like, we're, we're cool, right? And he's like, yo, can you get uh, to catch a cheater to do collab with me? And I sent you his Instagram and you're like, tell this guy he looks like a, like, tell this guy he looks like a scumbag and like, he can fuck off. And, said, and you're like, send him a screenshot. So, I, so, and this is a huge YouTuber that like all of you guys know. And so I fucking sent him a screenshot and he's like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> fuck this guy. And Luis is like, why is he mad? Is he mad because I'm rich as fuck? I make more money than him? I get more bitches than him? Or that I can kick his ass? And I surpass him in every metric said, possible? In every metric of life, I am like, <laughs> yeah. to shut his mouth. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> it's true, dude. Shut this to him again. Wait, is it the ones that you're posting in your story? Like, no, 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 no. It's a, it's a friend. I won't say the name out loud. I, I'm going to say the name. It's a huge YouTuber. Who in the it, pickup industry? Yeah. It's over 100,000 followers. Really cool guy. I like him. But Luis just looked at his Instagram and he's like, fuck this guy. I don't like how he looks. I don't like his face. <laughs> and you should tell him to fuck off. <laughs> like, it's a rich vibe. I'm like, Luis, calm down, bro. <laughs> it's like, it's funny, but I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> but Luis is laughing his ass off. The other dude's like, what the fuck did I ever do to this guy? He did anyway, nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong, dude. He did, Luis just thinks the guy looks like a, a fucking scumbag. The, the right? thing, I don't like, actually, I don't actually like a lot of the guys in the pickup community. Like, I, I do think a lot of them are like scummy. You know yeah, I mean? no, it's true. Oh, 100%. You were saying. And I understand why you'd perceive him to be that way. But, but it's true what Luis is saying. is like, Luis is jacked as fuck. Dude, you did you trained martial arts with Andy Ruiz, right? And like, No, not with him. Oh, you like, didn't? He's, he's a buddy of mine. And the, or well, your buddy Kit, jiu-jitsu and stuff Kit like that. Kit jiu-jitsu world champion. And then, world champion. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. And then, um, like, that'd be like training, like, boxing with Andrew Tate. But he trained jiu-jitsu with Kate Dale. It's fucking crazy. Uh, like, you, you make fuck tons of money. You're friends with little celebrities. Like, your friends are like rappers. And, like, you live in fucking L.A., you 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 have sick cars like you you got the jewelry you got the chains like you've got it all and you're jacked and you got game and you got personality like he's what every guy should strive to be and so 100 it, it's crazy to me that like what what is that philosophy that got you there um it's a combination of things man because I, but i mean like i'm 34 so i'm pretty well put together at this point like that's why guys value really does increase as you get older because you're working on yourself so when you were younger, were you not this put together? No, man, I was pretty, I, I, I mean, I don't know why. I was thinking about this because someone, someone, I see random messages that, you know, you don't accept on Instagram. Yeah. And one was like, why are you so cocky? Why do you think you're this shit? And it's like, well, like, oh, because they think, because they mentioned something about YouTube. Yeah. Because I'm a YouTuber, they think I'm this shit. And it's like, no, dude, I thought I was the shit since I was young. Like, I've always thought I was the shit. Like, I'm, maybe right. I'm delusional. So it's a mindset. I'm, I've always felt that I was just special. And like, now that I'm older, I still have that philosophy, but. I also accept the fact that I'm not special. I'm just another human on this planet. But at the same time, I believe I'm special or I'm mm -hmm. unique for, for just my, my abilities to get things done. But it's been like a process of just working on yourself. And I think that a few things that shaped me would be getting into sports as opposed to like all my friends getting into gangs and stuff. Yeah. And I think sports saved me from going down that path. And then... Um, well, can you share more about that story? Because you shared it with me before and it's, it's some deep shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I basically, I got into boxing first. Um, what about your friends gang and gangs? Yeah, 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 I'll get into that. So I got into boxing first because that's more of a fighting thing, right? And like all my friends, like a lot of them died, man. So it's just like, I can name them off, but you know, I had a few of them die right after high school. They were a little older than me. So I always hung out with older people for some reason, but they passed away. A lot of them ended up in jail. One of them was in prison for murder. Uh, one of them went to prison and died there. And one of them was in jail in Mexico. Um, you know, I'd see some of them, like, their sisters getting jumped by dudes. I'd hear about this stuff because they're trying to get to the brother who's in jail. And I'm just like, well, what a fucked up life this is, you know? And these were, like, your closest friends yeah. like, growing up with? Yeah, all my close like, friends. So in I got high school? So, yeah, like, just right after graduation, right? My closest friends were, like, Ricardo and Johnny. Uh, Ricardo got into big into meth, got a girl pregnant. His, his life went to shit. Johnny, same thing, was going down that path of doing meth. Luckily, that guy met a girl. And I, I do believe in some cases girls save guys because she saved his ass. And they moved out. They moved away. They have a family now. They're really happy. Um, but um, Mauricio joined the military to avoid get, getting out of the gang life. But John Rocha went to prison for selling coke and a grand theft auto. Uh, Jonathan Ramirez went to, uh, maybe I won't say their last names, 
Jonathan went to uh, prison for murder. Um, another guy named Smiley died. He got killed. Luis Ojeda died. He got shot in the head. Became a vegetable. He was still alive. And then they pulled the plug. Uh, Fernando went to prison for I don't even remember what. And in prison he died. Um, I'm trying to think who else was part of that group. Oh, um, Johnny's older brother Alex is in, still in jail in Mexico. He went down the drugs and all that stuff. They were just like, it was just, oh, they all went to shit. And I was just witnessing all that. And because they're older than me, I just thought, if I go down this path, this is where I'm going to end up. So then luckily, my junior year of high school, it all started because my buddy Nolan, we wrestled in the in the weight room in front of everybody. Like we were kind of, not in a fight, but kind of testing each other's male testosterone type shit. And he fucking threw me on the ground. I was so embarrassed because he was smaller than me. And I've never felt manhandled by another guy before. And I was boxing at the time. So I thought I was the shit. And then when he did that, I thought, oh, my God, it was embarrassing. I stood up, and everyone's laughing. And I'm like, ah. Uh. But, like, inside, I was, like, shaking because I've never been, had another man do that to me. So I joined the wrestling team. And then that was just one of the hardest sports. It's still, it's like, to this day, it's the hardest sport, sport you can do is wrestling. So I did that my junior and senior year, and that really saved me and then shaped my mentality. Because I just figured, man, if I can do this, I can do anything. Then I continued wrestling in college. And again, it just continued to shape my work ethic and my, my mentality. Then from college, I never wanted to get a job, so I got into sales. I did five years of direct sales, working with three different companies. And that's when I started learning about like communication skills and people because I used to dress like a cholo. Like I used to think I was like a little tough guy. Shaved head, sagging my pants, and trying to do these sales meetings. And I'm like, these white people, they're acting all racist towards me. It's like, no, dude. It's like, look at the way you dress and look at the way you carry yourself. Of course they're going to make a judgment because I used to be like, oh, they shouldn't judge. It's like, dude, everyone judges. Everybody fuck. It's normal. It's human. Mm -hmm. When I meet a person, I'm making an assessment about this person as to whether there's somebody I want to communicate with or not, or if they add value or don't. You know, you're making a judgment call based on those, you know, interacting with somebody. So then I started slowly, but slowly, but surely changing the way I dress, the way I act, the way I behave myself. And then it was weird because I'd go hang out with my older friends and I just had nothing in common with them anymore. And I'm just like, okay. This is the new life. Actually, you know what saved me? It's pussy. <laughs> because I was thinking about it. I remember at that age, I'm like, oh man, they're like, they're going to jail and all this stuff. And my other friends that are going to college, it's like, dude, they're dating all these hot girls in college and having fun. And I'm like, what do I want? I'm like, I'd rather be with the girls. So uh -huh. that was another thing. So I mean, how we, we could both say pussy saved us dude, for sure. 100%. Like it literally changed. But, but I want to hear more about your experience. All right, all right. Um, but then, so when I got into sales, that just drastically changed me. And because like, if, if, if wrestling developed my mentality, as far as like to continue to push past pain and just continue to do that over and 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 over again, like that just really shaped me. Then sales, it was tougher because it's like your mental, it's like your mental gymnastics or something. It's like understanding humans. Like you, you learn to not take anything personal. So I've had clients I'm sitting with and I'm doing a presentation and they have their own issues and they're just like, I think you're a piece of shit. Randomly, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. Uh, anyways, so going back to what I was ex explaining, you know, and I started keep going my PowerPoint. Like, I just, I do not care. I became immune to other people's opinions about me, what they think. I learned so much about cutting through BS about stuff and looking at numbers and math and then just everything, man. Like, I can't even begin to describe how much body language I learned from that because I was having between like five to nine meetings a day sit downs and doing sales and presentations. And I'm learning so much about just seeing people as I'm talking and they're like, Oh, that's really interesting. Tell me more. And then I'd also learned that, well, when they cross their arms, when I asked them that question that they shut their brain off, but they're obviously saying, Oh no, no, keep telling me more. This, this is really interesting. 
And then I learned to, you know, little tactics say, you know what, here, uh, check out this product and I hand it to them, which forces them to have to open up to grab it. And I know the brain has a t- uh, two times as high retention rate when they're not crossed. This is why business chairs have armrests and all these things because they're, they're trying to keep these people open. So it's like all these little nuances I would learn. And like I took it to steroids basically because not only did I learn it, but I started teaching it. Then I started running classes for all the people that were doing sales, teaching them about body language, which, you know, when you learn game and then you start teaching game, it forces you to relearn it again, mm-hmm. even at a, you pick up on little nuances because you're now teaching it. If you want to master something, you should teach it. That's yeah. why I started teaching pickup in the first place. So then, um, then at 25, uh, the, the entire time I was in a relationship from um, about six and a half years. So from right around 18 to 25. So when we finally split, it was a really toxic thing. But when we finally split at 25, I just felt free. I had all this information and knowledge and skills I had acquired. But I'm like, what do I want to do with my life? Like, what did I want to do as a kid? And I wanted to be an actor. I like making people laugh. So then I uh, moved out to LA. So you just like dropped everything, moved to LA. Yeah. Crazy. And that literally was a pivotal moment in my life. Insane. You just yeah. like literally fucking left your life behind. You're like, fuck this. Everything. Move to the big city. Let's do it. Yeah, I was renting a house. We had a dog. I was in a relationship. All that. Friends, everything. I just cut everything off. Got in my car, drove to LA, I moved into this guy's one bedroom apartment. I rented the little corner of his living room, right? Like a small section. I had a mattress and a little dresser. I'm 25. I'm in debt. I maxed out. There's no more room left on my credit cards. Um, I had no way of making income and I said, I'll figure it out. And not only I was so confident that I moved out there with no money. And the next day I went and joined the gym and signed up to knowing I had to pay that. And I was like, I'll figure it out. Signed up for acting classes, $360 a month, paid for headshots, $500 for the first thing, $150, $170 to get them printed. Um, just, I said, you know what, fuck it. I'm, like, there's nothing I can't do. And then um, I started a gift card business, which was random. And then in six months, I was able to get myself completely out of debt. And then when that happened, I cut my credit card. I said, I'm never going to be fucking debt again. Crazy. Yeah. So you started a gift card business in LA at 25. Yeah. Pop that off. Buying and selling debt. gift cards. That still to this day was one of the easiest businesses I've ever done. Can you explain it? Um, yeah, I'm just, but basically I was advertising and on Craigslist, I'm buying unwanted gift cards. So somebody had like a $300 gift card of Victoria's Secret. I said, you know, I'll buy it for you for 180. And it was so easy. And the reason why is because there's actual websites that buy your gift cards online and they show you the percentage that they'll buy it off of you for. So there's a company, uh, it's, it's a company called uh, Plastic Jungle, which I read from the book, The Game. There's some guy on there in the book, The Game that talked about it. Mm-hmm. And now it's called Gift Card Granny, but it was called Plastic Jungle at the time. Now it's a company called Gift Card, Gift Card Granny. And I went on, I found his website. So he's, let's just say you go on his website to buy gift cards at a discount. So let's just say you want to buy a thousand dollar TV from Walmart. You can go buy a gift card from him for a thousand dollar valued at a thousand dollar gift card. He'll sell to you for $940. So people will save 60 bucks. And it's crazy the lengths people go through to save pennies and shit. So I say, okay, so he's selling gift cards for Walmart for 94%. So I'll buy them for 75%, make 19% profit. So on a thousand dollar deal, I'll make 100, 190 bucks and it's quick. So I'd had this whole setup where I lived. There's like a gas station wherever the, I lived in Hollywood, which is Hollywood is centered to like LA. So if someone's like in North Hollywood or something, I'd say, Oh, you know what? Why don't we meet somewhere in the middle? Um, somewhere the halfway point between Santa Monica, and North Hollywood is um, there's Hollywood. There's a gas station on the corner of Vine and Santa Monica. Why don't we meet there? And if they're like in, in Torrance, I'd say, Oh, you know what, Pff, man, all the way from Torrance, huh? Well, you know what? I'm up in here in Burbank. So why don't we meet somewhere in the middle? Uh, there's, this, you know, they're right here in Hollywood. And then I'd always get there and I'd even lowball them more sometimes because they drove all that way. It's hard for them to back out. I got them so committed. But again, it was more sales skills. I got right up to $6,000 a month in like just cash. And it was, 
Um, it was just a, a real simple business. I was working about four hours a week. That's insane. But um, yeah, all good things came to an end. Uh, eventually, these companies smartened up and they created kiosks. You know, like they have kiosks that collect coins or um, yeah. inside the stores and you can get dollars for them. Those kiosks now buy unwanted gift cards and they're buying them for the value that gift card granny's doing it. So it basically put me out of business, um, which is fine. Then I started an Airbnb business with my buddy David and I was acting this whole time. And then at 28, uh, by happy accident, I created a YouTube video for To Catch a Cheater before we even had To Catch a Cheater. And my very first ever YouTube video did 12 million views. Crazy. Very first one. It was meant wow. to be. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so then I did another video, like some Tinder prank thing. Because I didn't know what I was going to do. I'm like, well, what am I, like a prankster now or something? So when you made that video, did you have like a camera, camera guys, or did you just do it on your own? Me and my, um, I told my friend about this idea I had. And he goes, oh, that'd actually be a good idea. And he goes, you know what? Why don't I film and I'll edit it even? I said, all right, great. So we did it together as like a partnership. We made that first video, 12 million views. I made another video about some like Tinder prank thing, 22,000 views. I'm like, huh. So then we made another video of like to catch a cheater before even we didn't have the channel yet. That video did 2 million in two weeks. So I'm like, Crazy. well, dude, it seems like people like this. Why don't we just keep creating content like this and we'll just make it like the same thing. When you go to McDonald's, they have the same menu at every McDonald's. So when you land on makeup pages, you're seeing makeup. You land on fitness channels, you're seeing fitness. So why don't we create a channel about just catching cheaters? We'll call it catching cheaters or to catch a cheater because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to catch a cheater. Um, so then we created the channel. We actually sold those videos, made some money, and then we re we downloaded and re-uploaded them again on our new page. And they still got millions of views again. Um, and then the channel just took off. A million subscribers in like a little over 11 months. And uh, we're at 3.2 million now. But like, So, Luis, when it comes to these videos, like, do you think you have a natural gift of finding things that would go viral? Yeah. I, 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 it seems that way because I try explaining it to people. And I'm like, think about it. What would make sense? What would you click on? And it's like, I don't know if they're just not thinking hard enough. Because I, mm -hmm. per I personally think if someone put a gun to your head and said, make a viral video, I'm going to fucking kill you. You would think like with an obsessive mind, how can I make this video viral? Because we did, we did uh, have a conversation with Luis about that. And you were telling us how for weeks you'd just be thinking about how to make your channel go viral. Yeah. Like nonstop all day while you're going to work, going to the gym. Mm -hmm. That's all that's on your it's mind. Always on all, my mind. All, almost like this obsessive. hundred percent. And I wrote that on my windows. I wrote that on my mirrors and everything for, especially for my new channel mm -hmm. that it's not talent. It's an obsessive mind. Right. Yeah. And Vincent van Gogh had this thing that he, um, he's like, I lost my mind in this game. You know, um, I don't like know the exact quote, but Conor McGregor requoted it, which is kind of what brought it to light. And he's like, and that's me. I feel like I've lost my mind to this game, to my craft. And until, you know, my, my girl has a car for every day of the week. Until my wife, my mom has a home, my family and all this stuff. He's like, then I'll be, ha then I'll be happy. Then I'll be glad I did it. But it, it takes like this obsessive mind, not talent. You know, it's not experience. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. It just, I was obsessed with trying to figure out how to make this happen. So when, uh, and then people thought I was a one hit wonder. I'm like this fluke. So when I started my new channel, I thought, man, it's hard making kids content that go viral. And same thing, 90 days, 100,000 subscribers. And this one took me 13 months. Oh, a little over 13 months to hit a million subscribers on this one as well. It's crazy. Yeah. I almost feel like everything you've done has brought you to the next stage though, because it's like that relationship, the emotional leverage you had from that 
you know, brought you, because I, I, you told me a lot of the backstory of that relationship, but mm. I remember how fucked up and toxic it was that brought you to the next level, which yeah. is like, go to LA, pick up girls, get pussy, have fun. Or like seeing your friends get like killed and murdered or kill other people or fucking go to jail or drugs or whatever it is, right? That made, that pushed you to like, go do something else with your life and sports and this and that. And everything brought you to a different level. 100%. And then it led you to sales and everything learned from sales brought you to body language and the body language stuff brought you to, you know, picking up girls and you use those skills to create YouTube content and uh, the acting skills as well, right? 100%. And so, you know, it's crazy how like everything you did brought you next level because you were just taking so much fucking action towards whatever it is, whatever you want to do, whatever you're passionate about, you just did it fully. Yeah, 100%. And I think acting it's got inspiring. me out of my mind. Yeah, it's inspiring. It's fucking awesome, dude. Acting yeah. is By the way, mm -hmm. uh, the Wingman podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Luis. Yeah, Luis was actually the one. I remember uh, the day it was um, your birthday weekend in yeah. Toronto. You came and you're like, yo, you guys should start a fucking podcast. I'm sitting there on the couch with Matt. I'm like, that's a great idea. Didn't Luis name it? Luis named no, it? No, we named it. Oh, I was like, what we call it? When we were like thinking different names. I'm like, oh, that's a stupid name. I was like, Matt, you're my first wingman. Let's just call it the Wingman podcast. Yeah. I like it, bro. I and like the Luis name, is like, the setup, I everything. I love that. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, within a few weeks, we bought all the equipment, and we just fucking started, you know, and yeah. here we are. Yeah, I remember, actually, I remember telling Matt, because it was, like, four in the morning, like, everyone was kind of leaving and stuff, and then I started showing Matt my channels, and then he's like, oh, I think I have seen this, and then we started, like, laughing about some stuff, and then I was showing him, like, the back office, just showing him, like, look, dude, this is YouTube, this is what you guys can do, and, like, bro, I started from zero, here's first month, my first month, I made 133 bucks. So, like, I'm just, like, any normal person, bro. Like, I no money the first month, and then, like, within a few months, you're, like, rich as fuck. 133 bucks my first month. That was, yeah. the, that was the first, my first day I was able to collect ad revenue. I made 50 cents. I'd made nine videos at that point just to get to that point where I can collect 50 cents. That's you insane. know what I mean? But I knew because I've already done it once before, I knew this is the process. So like so my trust whole, in the process. Yeah. That. And then like, it's kind of like your confidence is really going to dictate how hard you work. Cause if you don't really have that belief in what you're doing, it's hard to see the end to this pain that you might be going through. Cause it's, it's tough. It's not easy, mm -hmm. but it's like, if someone, it's like if you went to, it's like if someone told you they had a safety deposit box in New York for $15 million in it and it's all yours, you can have it. And you're in California and they give you the key and so all you have to do is go down there and collect it. But you have to walk, right? You'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. All right, let's do this. So you start walking your journey and as you're walking, someone comes up to you like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm heading to this safety deposit box. This guy left me. It's, there's $15 million and he's going to give it to me. And they're like laughing at you like, and you believe this guy? Like, well, yeah, of course. I mean, he's my friend. What do you mean? He's like, you're an idiot. And they start like, and you're like, ah, whatever. And you keep walking, but now you're getting more tired and then someone else comes and they start laughing at you and telling you, you're an idiot, dude. You're not even one state over and you think you're in at 15 million. And this continues on since you don't, since you haven't seen it, you don't have that same belief and you're going to start doubting what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But the difference would be is if I flew you to New York, I showed you the safety deposit box with $15 million. We closed it right there and then I pulled it out and I handed you the key and you have the only copy to that key. And it goes in your pocket. I fly you back to LA and then I give you the same thing. You have to walk. Then when you're walking on your journey, you could give a fuck less what anyone else thinks or what anyone else says because you know that it's there. So my mentality with YouTube is kind of the same. It's like, I know what YouTube can do. And I know I may get it wrong a few times, but overall I'm headed in that direction. So if you don't have a map of how to walk to New York, you just know head east. Like you'll figure it out as you go. I think this is also why it's important to have friends that are on the same kind of like journey. Yeah. For sure. And especially if they're ahead of ours. Of course. You know. Well, look at you, man. Your friends were all like fucking killing each other or themselves or mm -hmm. others. 
and like getting in trouble, legal issues, whatever the fuck it was, right? And so you're like, same. you become the average of the five people you surround yourself yeah. with, right? So uh, the most, right? So if you spend time with five millionaires, you're gonna be the next millionaire. If you spend time with a bunch of criminals, you're gonna become a fucking criminal. It's just inevitable, yeah. right? And then there's two other philosophies I think I've always used. Is it a rocket on the way to outer space or whatever? On the, a rocket on the way to the moon, it burns 90% of it fuel. It burns getting out of the atmosphere. 90% of it. So that means you're going to, in efforts of building a business, you have to look at it the same way. You're basically going to give it almost everything you have just to get it off the fucking ground, right? And then the other one is a, uh, a rocket on the way to the moon is off course 99% of the time. So it, it is constantly making small adjustments here and there. And that one little tweak can take it off course 100,000 miles by the time it gets to the moon. So it's headed in that vicinity and it's constantly shifting. They're constantly pushing you know, in directions to keep it going in route. So the point is you're headed in that direction. You'll make adjustments as you go. You're going to be off course, but you're headed in that general vicinity. And that's kind of like the philosophy I've had with, um, with business and all that. It's awesome, man. Dropping some crazy. Some, dropping some gold. Some, this is super inspirational, <clears throat> man. And like I've heard Lucy's story many times over the last, you know, many years I've known Luis. Uh, but most people haven't. So I'm so glad we have it here. Dude. It's fucking crazy. But um, man, that was fucking awesome. Thanks for sharing all that. Now, what's your dating life look like these days? Um, stale, dude. It's been stale. <laughs> well, dude, when, when I first met you, you're fucking killing the game, dude. I mm. saw you, I saw the girls you're pulling, fucking crazy. So, what what advice would you give out to guys who want to have a balance of girls and eccentric dating life? Oh, a balance of girls and an eccentric dating life. I mean, number one, you just got to do it. You got to go out there and start. I would recommend doing a boot camp if you want to fast forward that process just way faster and select someone good, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, that can be tougher, easier said than done, I guess. But then um, understand that it's not an overnight process. So just like any business, like in reality, it, it probably is going to take you about a decade to become fucking solid, right? It's true. I mean, Justin and I, yeah. It literally took me and Matt both 10 years to, to get, get to, to this level. It, it doesn't mean you're not seeing girls along the way. It just means to get to that level. That's sure. about 10 years of work, sure. right? So if you start off, if you're some young kid, you know, 16 through 23, I would say, and you're new, it's just understand like, look, dude, as a guy, you have all the time in the world. And then don't put so much pressure to think that that one moment's going to change anything because it's kind of like if you've ever had a run in class or school, you've had to run a fucking marathon or you have to run three miles for school and you're running. If you've ever caught yourself when you're just like running and you're almost in the zone of just continuing to run. And it just seems like the hardest fucking thing ever. But the moment you finish, it's done. Yeah. It's over. And, and all that pain is gone. And uh, I want to I wanna share like, kind of like a mindset that I've had uh, all throughout kind of like trying to get good with girls is I don't expect results until six months from now. Mm. So when I was like new, obviously I would go out, fail multiple times. Girls not liking me, but I would still trust the process put in the work, go out, push myself in, in social environments. And I won't expect anything until six months from now. Dude, I have that mindset now. And, and then now. I would look, I would get to that six month yeah. moment and I would look back and my life's completely different. No, but the things I saw that mindset now, whereas like if I want to implement something new into my life, like for example, let's say you're going through a breakup. I'm, I'm thinking six months around, this won't matter as long as I do these right actions. Or if I want to build like a harem of bitches like I've been doing yeah, over the last few months, mm -hmm. I'm thinking six months from now, 
that will be done as long as they take the right actions. Copying results now. in like gym as well, like health. And I think that's a better answer actually what you said is expectations because I think one of the reasons people quit is because their expectations were sold to them wrong in the first place. So they're thinking, oh, like, but it makes sense. From a marketing point of view, if I want to teach someone how to lose weight, the real answer is going to be like, look, dude, it's a lifestyle change. It's going to take you about six months to a year to really get to this body mm. that you want. And that's with committed effort in the gym, diet, all this stuff, right? But if I want to sell a book, wouldn't it make better sense to say how to lose 20 pounds in five days? <laughs> I'm picking up that one because they want yeah. no effort. They want the least path of resistance, right? So they're being sold this from smart marketers who are selling them on this lie. So it's important to have expectations, like you said. It's like, look, dude, you can do a boot camp and drop three grand getting coached. And you can, the next week, you're still going to suck. You've tagged on my boot camps. And it's fucking awesome. Yeah. That shit's yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. You, Love you, it. They're still cool. going to suck, but they will have the direction. Yeah. They will have off. the map in order to get to where they want to be Boys, in six yeah. months. The girls are here. That's, that's fine. I've got a threesome. But then, the, but then the expectation that you said, like, look, in six months, like, if, if you keep at this, in six months from now, you're going to be really fucking good. But if you have that expectation, that way you don't... You don't worry about the little minuscule things that are happening today because you're, what you're looking at is what's going to happen. Whatever I'm going to be in six months from now. So like, that's kind of been, that's like a really solid advice actually for young kids mm -hmm. is the mm -hmm. expectations to set them right. So that way you understand that you're not set up for failure. Because if you think, oh, you're going to have results next week and you start failing, you're going to think shit. It's I just suck. like the concept of patience, man. Yeah. You know, same with the podcast and everything. I don't expect anything that will come out of it for like probably one, two years. Are you guys monetized yet or no? Uh, I Maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, Justin, like, Justin handles handles like the YouTube. It would take like, if you don't get it done in one month, because they go month to month, that means it's going to take minimum two months. So even if it took you a month and one day, it's still going to take yeah. like, oh, fuck. But so. the same principle of like patience and just putting the work slowly right. in the long in the long period of time and not expecting any results, just focus on the work. Same with the gym. You know, I don't expect to like lose like 30 pounds in the next like month or two. Mm. Uh, but I go, you know, I just focus on the daily actions that will get me there. Yeah. So consistency, there's a compound effect. And here's another philosophy that I've like served me really well is compounded interest, right? So a lot of people, they get asked this question, like Matt, I'll ask you now. I don't, I don't know if you've heard this example, but would you rather have a million dollars cash or a penny doubled every day for the next 30 days? Meaning on day one, you have a penny. On day two, you have two pennies. On day three, you have four pennies. Day four, you have eight pennies. Which one would you rather have? Quick. I have to calculate the quick, quick, quick. compound. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> well, it depends. I would have to do math. So but because, people, because you're talking about the, the compound thing, um, probably the compound. All right. So oh. most people think that most people would choose the million dollars, but I'm going to pull up the graph here. Graph here. So on day one, you're at a penny. Day two, you're at two pennies. On day 15, you're only at $163. You're halfway in the month. By day 20, you're barely at $20,000. On day 25, 167000 by the time you get to day 28, you're at 1.342 million. Day 29, 2.684 million. Day 30 at 5.368 million. But a lot of people don't real, don't think about it, right? So when you look at it that way, um, what's up, brother? You're, yeah, can we finish it off or what? Yeah, let's, let's yeah, finish yeah. it off. Let's finish it. All right. So that but that's the compounded What's effect, that, right? So it's inevitable if you consistently do something every single day consistently a period over time. Hi. Then then then. So, hola. <laughs> Justin's girlfriend's arrived. I met these two gorgeous girls at the club last night, and they're both beautiful. And I'm like, hey, girls, come hang out. And I just Ubered them over. Um, the Ubers are like a dollar here in Colombia. And um, they're Big here. Big baller, huh? Podcast. Big baller, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> well, making, yeah, making a lot of YouTube money, bro. 
But um, so with game, bro, if you consistently go out, yeah. compounded every single day over time, with losing weight, with making money, yeah. anything is just consistently doing effortless. something. Dude, I went out over a thousand days in a row with picking up girls. I did cold like approach three years. every single day for over. Honestly, I got to probably around fifteen hundred days, and then COVID happened. And even during COVID, I was trying to go out. Like I would do like little cold approaches in Mexico, but then when I came back to Toronto, the COVID lockdowns were like yeah. Nazi Germany, bro. It was like fucking like just no one out in the street and I would try. So I'd do like Tinder and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then like, I, at some point time. I lost one, but like, dude, I literally pretty much has done like some sort of form of game or picking up girls, yeah. talking to girls online or in person every day for the last like 10 years almost. Yeah. Fucking insane. Like probably not this in one fucking day. Even mm-hmm. when I'm like dying, even when I have a girlfriend. It's, and that's like why I've gone to where I'm at. Justin's obsessed, bro. He's like, even he's in the last, shit. so in the last 30 days, I was thinking about last night. But that's what it takes, you know? Dude, in the last 30 days, I probably, I can't remember how many girls I hooked up with. Like, 15, 20, I don't know. I don't know, right? And the thing is, it's because of just been going out every single fucking day. Because I, I started a new 30-day challenge of specifically doing day game, going out to pick up girls during the day every day for the last 30 days. Anyway, guys, I got to go. I don't have much time. These girls have yeah. to go home. So let's, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Wait, let's, let's wrap let's, it up. Let's Justin. close it off, Justin. Justin, Justin, let's close it off. Close it off. You have your threesome later. (laughs) (laughs) You want to close it off? All right, I'll close it off. Thank you for listening. Justin's a better closer. Justin, close it off. Okay. All right, let me just start it off. Shout out to the Wingman Podcast for having me out. I love hanging out with these guys. We're out here in Columbia right now. and uh, Where where can these guys find you on uh, Instagram? uh, Real Luis Mercado on Instagram. Okay. And then uh, Life Lessons Luis. Just go to my Instagram. You can find everything from there. Cool. Real Luis Ricardo. Yep. Cool, man. And we'll link it down in the description as well. Thanks so much, guys. And we'll see you guys soon. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all platforms. We'll see you soon.